Well, kia ora koutou. Welcome to church. It is good to gather and worship together. Over the last few weeks, as we've entered the second year of Life Church QE2, you might have noticed that we've again been refocusing again on the mission of the church, God's mission for each of us to go and make disciples. Over the last few weeks, we've looked back, looked back at the goodness and the faithfulness of God so that we can, with faith, walk forward in the mission that he's called us to. We've made room for everyone, realizing that the ones matter to God. Everyone who does not yet know Jesus as Savior needs to know about him. Last week, Jono shared about scattering seeds that we have to water the ones that others have planted, but that it is God who does the growing. And as I listened to Jono's message last week, I was so encouraged that even in the seemingly small seeds that we have, that it's not up to us but it's up to the hands of God to do the growing. We can have confidence that as we scatter seeds, as we water seeds, the Holy Spirit will grow those seeds in people's lives. All we have to do is scatter them. Scatter seeds of hope, of love, of joy, of peace, of patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. I'm sure many of you will know that those types of seeds are fruits of the Spirit. Simply the way if we are living with a Christ-centered life by the Holy Spirit will be evidence of our relationship with Him. And if we're living in that way, we pray that people would recognize the fruit and be pointed to Jesus. We talk about the fruit of the Spirit as fruit because it's what naturally comes from a tree. When the tree is healthy and operating in the way that it was intended or created to do so. In the same way, if we are living in a way by the Holy Spirit with our attention fixed on Christ, we will be producing this kind of fruit. We'll be operating in a way where we were designed and created to do. And as we do that, would people recognize those seeds? Would people recognize those fruit and be pointed to Jesus? And we invite people to taste and see that the Lord is good. Because God is good, is he not? He is. God is good all the time. For many of you in this room today, you will be able to tell me stories of God's goodness, stories of God's faithfulness, of his healings, of miracles, of calling. You'll be able to tell me so many stories of what he has done in your life or in the lives of those around you. You'll be able to tell me of his grace that was extended to you when you chose to follow him. But there's also people here today who might find it harder to look back 
and see God working. But a few weeks ago, I challenged you to look back just a little bit more because God's faithfulness will be in there somewhere. And if you have to look all the way back, all the way back to the empty cross and the risen Savior, then what a great place to start walking forward from. What a great place to, with confidence, go, I know that there is a risen Jesus that came that I might have relationship with him. Knowing that everyone matters, everyone needs to know about Jesus. Are we prepared to break some of the social norms of what might feel comfortable in our minds or maybe what others might think of us in order to tell them about our Jesus? To bring them to Jesus. Not bring them to the church. Not bring them to the ideas of people. But to the person of Jesus. The good news of the risen Christ. The message of the gospel is for all. For everyone. For all humanity. For brothers and sisters, mums and dads the goal shoot on your netball team or the goalie of your hockey team or your favorite barista or the woman you dropped off in your taxi. It's for everyone. In Matthew 9, chapter 10, uh, chapter, sorry, in Matthew 9, verses 10 to 13, it says this. Then it happened that as Jesus was reclining at the table in the house, behold, many tax collectors And sinners came and were dining with Jesus and his disciples. When the Pharisees saw this, they said to his disciples, Why is your teacher eating with tax collectors and sinners? But when Jesus heard this, he said, It's not those who are healthy who need a physician, but those who are sick. Can you hear Jesus? My message is for everyone. Not just the religious. Everyone. Not just for those you deem worthy or for those you've deemed unworthy, for those who are undesirable. My message is for them. Jesus is saying that all who are gathered here are sinners. We've all made mistakes. We've all fallen short of the glory of God, of the perfection of God. But Jesus made a way, a way that we all might come and be seated at the table with him. Those of us who might have discounted some people, given up on some people, are annoyed at some people. Maybe that's just me. I'm annoyed at some people. Are frustrated by some people. The gospel is the good news that is for those people who you really think There is no hope left for them. Jesus is saying, look, there is room at my table for all. There is room in my kingdom for them. The good news of the gospel is for them. It's for all. There was room at Jesus' table for many, not just one or two. The religious people had seen Jesus welcoming everyone. 
Well, they didn't think it was a great idea. Society didn't think that they were worthy. But Jesus saw them and welcomed them in. And I love in this passage, there doesn't seem to be a lack of food. Doesn't seem to be a lack of cheers. You know, there are a whole lot of people who've heard about Jesus gathering these people, and they think they just keep turning up. Just keep turning up. You don't hear about the chefs in the background going, stop them, there's no food. Quick, go get a few more tables. Jesus is like, look, there's so much room, just keep them coming in. Because there's room at his table for more. He wasn't stopped by a lack of resources. Wasn't turned away because they just they were unclean in their job. He didn't turn them away because some people thought they didn't deserve to be there. They were invited to come and sit with Jesus, to share a meal even. The sharing of food brings people together, builds community and creates a sense of belonging. Do you know just how good the good news is? I wonder if sometimes we forget. It's better than the news when your favorite sports team wins. No comments on last night. Better than someone looking after your kids for the night. And that's a good thing. Better than having someone cook you a meal. Better than the feeling of watch. This is a good one. Better than the feeling of watching the police car that's been following you for ages turn off behind you. And there's that relief as they've turned somewhere else. Good news, but it's better than that. Better than the good test results that you've just got back. These things we celebrate. In fact, we tell others about them. Did you watch the game last night? Good game, bad ref, great outcome. We tell people about it. Or the other night, we had people, they offered to take our kids for the night, and we got to go out, and it was just, we can't wait to tell people about those things. Or when the police cars got home, and you get home, and there's finally someone you can tell, I was so worried, even though I had nothing to worry about, I was following the law, but I just thought, it's good news, they didn't pull me over. Aren't we so excited to tell people about some of these simple things? We can't help but bring them up in conversation. We can't help but talk about them. Well, the gospel is good news. And yet somehow, for some reason, do we hesitate to talk about our faith sometimes? We give in to the fear of what might they say? What might they think of me? I wonder perhaps if we lose sight of the great news, the good news of salvation. We know about it. We put it away in the back of our heads. In fact, we, you've even come to church on a Sunday to hear about it again, to worship about it. But does it compel us to act in our Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturdays. You may talk about having a Monday faith, but what about a Wednesday and Thursday and Friday faith? 
It's still good news every day. The gospel's not a Sunday message. The gospel's an everyday message for everyone. We should talk about it. Live it out. Live lives that are producing the fruit of the Spirit that even when people simply look at us, they are seeing the person of Jesus by the Holy Spirit in us. They're not just seeing how good we are, but how good Christ is in us. The seed that we've had planted in us has by God's grace grown and we've chosen to follow him. But are we now taking that message out to others? Are they simply by looking at our lives, seeing him? Are we producing the fruit of the spirit, fruit that other people would notice? In John chapter 21 verse 12, we meet the disciples out fishing on the Sea of Galilee. And Jesus appears to them, and they've been out fishing all night and haven't caught a whole lot. And at the end of this passage, Jesus calls out to the fishermen way out in the boat. He says, come and have some breakfast. I love it when people invite me for breakfast. But it says, come and have, come and have breakfast. None of the disciples ventured to question him, who are you? knowing that it was the Lord. The disciples, out fishing, still a long way off, heard the voice of Jesus, looked back to shore, and just by the invitation knew that it was Jesus. They didn't need to ask who it was, knowing it was the Lord. By very nature, Jesus, even from a long way off, they knew that it was their Savior. They recognized their Savior. They recognized their friend. They heard his voice and they responded. May that be us, that when we do the simple act of reaching out to someone else, calling out, inviting someone over for a meal, May they recognize Jesus in us. When we are walking by the power of the Holy Spirit, producing such fruit, may people look at us and see Jesus. Not just see how much we love them, not just see how generous we are, although I'm sure you are all of those things as well. But would they see the good news of their risen Savior? Jesus, we see here, inviting his disciples over for breakfast to come and gather around and to share food. When we call out to people, have conversations, have people around, people who do not yet know Jesus, would they recognize and see him? Maybe when we have others over for a meal, for a cup of tea, may it be that Jesus is inviting them to a seat at the table, to a relationship with himself. And then at the end of breakfast, as the other disciples are doing the dishes, 
Jesus turns to Peter. Now, Peter, as many of you will know, has denied ever knowing Jesus, not just once, but on three separate occasions, while Jesus was dying on the cross. And Jesus asks him a series of questions. Well, really, he asks him the same questions in three similar ways. Do you love me? And as Peter desperately tries to tell Jesus, of course I love you, Jesus, Jesus reinstates him, restores him to his former place with that passage on feeding my sheep. It was over breakfast, around the table, that Peter was restored. You know, this morning, and as I've been preparing this message, I wonder if there are those who we know who've maybe had a Peter moment, who've denied that Jesus ever was kind of part of their life or walked away from the faith or given up on the church. I feel like we should just pause for a moment and just bring those people back to Jesus again. You know, I felt the Lord say that perhaps there were people who were feeling like a little bit of guilt or maybe I should have done something differently. Maybe I should have said something differently. If only I'd done that or if only I could do this. Just feel like the Holy Spirit just wants to prompt you and remind you and encourage you that they are his kids. And he loves them so much more than you could ever possibly imagine. And maybe you know that, but he just wants to remind you of it this morning. All we have to do is simply remain faithful in prayer. Keep bringing them back to Jesus. Keep having them over for a meal. Keep praying for them daily. That one day they might come back to know the hope they can have again in Jesus. I'd like to pray just for a second, but if you have those people in your life, would you just bring them to your mind? And even as, as I'm praying, would you just pray? Or maybe you don't have the words to pray, you just want to agree with, with what I'm praying as well. For those who've had that Peter moment, who've denied, they know Jesus, but you just know Jesus is just calling out to them, come and have breakfast. God, we thank you that you love every one. God, regardless of the choices we make, regardless of the things we've done, you still invite us to a seat at the table. And right now we lift up all those sons and those daughters, those prodigals, those who've walked away from you. God, who once knew the truth of the good news of the gospel, we say, would you call them home? By your Holy Spirit, would you right now even interrupt their day? Would you bring to mind things that they know to be true? God, would you bring back to their mind Bible verses that they'd learned? Would you bring back truths that their parents have taught them? Would you bring back truths that they learned in Sunday school? God, would you remind them again of your goodness, of your faithfulness? We say, Holy Spirit, have your way in them. Sons, daughters, prodigals, come home again. Not back to the church. God, not back to people or the good ideas of man, but God, back to the foot of the cross and the good news of Jesus, of a risen Savior. And Lord, empower us. Encourage us, remind us again to never give up hope on them. 
But again, to have boldness, to have conversations. To be bold enough to invite them over for a meal. To be bold enough to send them a message of encouragement. And God, as we start living, as we've been living by the fruit of the Holy Spirit, may they see Jesus in us. May they recognize what you have done for them. God, from this moment, we would hear testimonies. We would hear stories of your goodness, of your faithfulness for what you're doing in people's lives this morning. And we just give them back to you in the name of Jesus. Amen. And Peter was restored. So as we live in faith for those around us to come back home to the kingdom, come back to Jesus, full of faith for what he has done, fruit will become evident. You know, fruit appears in our daily lives in a daily walk with God, listening to the prompting of the Holy Spirit and responding to him. It's out of relationship with God. Time in his word, time in prayer, out of personal revelation. I believe God is always speaking, but are you hearing the good news, the good news of the gospel, that we might go and spread it everywhere. We need to go after the ones, we need to pray and water those seeds that others might see by the fruit in our lives, not what we have done, but what Christ has done in us. Many of you will know uh, when Oliver was first born, we spent uh, our son, he's just two, 12 weeks old on Friday. When he was first born, we spent our first week in Niku. And I uh, bumped into this couple in uh, this teeny tiny family kitchen. It was honestly really small. And we kind of danced around each other as we were trying to make our cups of tea and coffee in the middle of the night as we passed through. And we struck up a conversation about our sons. And, and then we kind of moved on and went our separate way. But where we were in the nursery was when you first walked in the door, you, you had to kind of walk past us. And so over the coming days, as they would walk in, they might stop by and say hi, just, just briefly for a few, few seconds, and then they'd go on their way. Well, at, at the end of our time there, we, we went over to say goodbye, and we said we'd be praying for them, and they were just so grateful that we would pray for their son. Now, I'll be honest, we hadn't had big conversations of faith. We hadn't really had conversations of faith at all up until this point. But I simply said that we'd pray for them. And then we connected on Facebook a few weeks later, and we were messaging. And I get this message after I just shared that Sarah and I were pastors. And I get this message from her and says, I thought you might have been Christians when I first met you. And I went, but by the grace of God. Because we were exhausted. We were tired. It was the middle of the night. I mean, Sarah looked wonderful, but I was another story. And I went, if you could see Christ in me, that's not me. That's not me being super kind as I try to get past you to make my coffee. That's simply Christ shining through us. Out of weeks and months and days, spent just in the Word. 
Please hear me, I'm not saying I've got it all right and I look right all the time. I really promise you I don't. But I go, in that moment, I was encouraged again that no matter who I am, no matter what I'm going through, no matter how I feel, Christ can still work through me. Christ might still be recognized through me. No matter how big and black the circles under my eyes might be, God can still be seen. Can I invite the band to come and join me back on stage again this morning? In a moment, we're going to sing a song again called Available. And perhaps this morning, you've heard me talking about getting this good news out, and you know it, you've heard it before. It's not a new message. But maybe as you look back, you've recognized that perhaps, perhaps you've not been getting out the message in a way that you would like to. Or you've been letting some opportunities slip. And you really want to take that next step and go, God, I really want to live on mission. I really want to be bold to have those conversations. I really want to help prioritize my time so that I can be walking daily by the fruit of the Spirit, that when others see me, they might see Jesus. So as we sing this song, Available, it's just a moment for you just to pause and ask God again. God, and say, I'm available. Holy Spirit, would you refresh me? Would you renew me? Would you give me a fresh fire in my belly that I might take the good news to all people? God, would I draw close to you? Holy Spirit, would you overflow in me? Would you help me produce the fruit of the Spirit? Or maybe as we prayed for those who've had their Peter moment, you're going, oh, I'm still a bit nervous about maybe having that conversation or reaching out. Just again in this moment, God, I am available. If you put an opportunity in my path, God, I'll be bold enough to take it. I'll be bold enough to have that conversation. Just a chance between you and God. Say, I am available. God bless you this morning.